0: Fashion Insider with your host, Nackle. Welcome to episode 12 of The Fashion Insider. Today I'm joined by Rachel Hilbert. Rachel is an incredibly successful fashion model. She's modeled for some of the biggest fashion brands. She's featured in the most prestigious fashion magazines. She was the face of Victoria's Secret Pink and the spokesmodel. And on top of that, she's walked in two Victoria's Secret shows. Incredible. Rachel, hi.
1: Hello. How are you doing?
0: Great. Thank you so much for joining us. Um, really great yeah. to have you. Thanks um,
1: for
0: having me. No, it's a pleasure. Um, you've achieved so much, Rachel, at such a young age and you know, you've got a lot of great things to come. <laughs> I mean, you're only just getting started and yet you have so much behind you. So before we go into all of that, let's talk about the early days. You know, before you were the Rachel Hilbert. <laughs> um, <Before right> <laughs> You're from Ro- uh, you're from upstate, right? Yeah,
1: I'm. I'm from upstate New York. I'm from Rochester. Uh, early days, super. I mean, do you like how early do you want to know? Like pre modeling, I'm yeah.
0: assuming. Pre modeling, you yeah. know, school days.
1: Okay, yeah, I'll tell you a little bit about that. Um, super like upstate New York, super. I guess normal. What you s- normal high school life, like normal school life. I went to public school. Um, yeah. Super, like, super, humble. my parents, like, I have an older brother, my parents are awesome, I'm still, like, I have some amazing friends up there, um, Rochester's really beautiful, and yeah, I'm, I'm from upstate, and it's actual, it's kind of close to Canada, people don't understand New York, so in regards wow. to New York City, it's, it, yeah, it's six-hour drive, not like a one-hour drive upstate, so there's oh, wow. people kind so it's
0: really of, upstate. Yeah,
1: it's really upstate, so people <laughs> kind of get that, so it's a totally different world up there. Um, so I grew up dancing in a dance studio for about like eight hours a week after school. That was like my therapy. Um, and I downhill competitive raced and yeah, yeah, I know, right. (laughs) You would never think that. So I've always been kind of into art and like making art with everything. So dance is like really my passion. It was like my Mm -hmm. escape of everything. Um, and then honestly, I know the sun's whatever. But I wanted to be a Rockette really bad down in New York. And I kept growing I was, like, too tall to become a Rockette. But that was like my dream to become a Rockette. Um, but I'd go to dance competitions and they would be like the girl in the back because I would always be in the back because I would just kept growing. Uh, the girl in the back should really try modeling. She should really try modeling. And mind you, like, you know, I'm like 14, 15 years old. Have my braces on, super normal chick upstate, like having a great time with my friends, and you know, like all of that. So, dancing yeah. and just like, not minding any business. So, this is kind of coming into like the modeling life. So, my I was like, well, let's give it a shot. So, we set yes. up some amateur uh, shot like shoots in Rochester, and then I actually did some like cheerleading magazines in Rochester.
0: That's an interesting transition, actually. I think that's a good thing, right, from dancing to modeling.
1: I think it's helped. Um, it's helped me so much because I'm really in tune with my body. So it's helped me for sure. Like I've always I'm always expressive, like I've always been into musical theater and everything. So I think it's really fluidly helped me transition into modeling and acting and everything like that. So um back in the days before there was social media and everything, this is like 10, 11 years ago. Oh yeah, I'm 25, I have to think. Uh <laughs> this is like 10 ish years ago. So now I was 15 my mom and I came down to New York City for the first time. And, you know, like, I'm just, like I said, average girl from, like, just like the normal girl. So we came yeah. down, we went to open calls at agencies with my photos from Rochester. And open calls basically are, like, anybody can go to the agency, and the agency can be, like, yay or nay. And I got a lot of nays. Let me tell you, like, every single person would see me, they'd be, like, nope, nope, nope. And I didn't really understand. I was, like, well, this is fun, though, Like like, seeing all this, like, this is real. Like, they have these agencies of, like, like, it was, like, super, you know, like, a, like a different world for us. We had no idea, like, we were getting ourselves into. So, a smaller agency actually saw potential in me, which was really amazing. And they're, like, we want to, we want to sign you, but, you know, you need to grow in your eyebrows, get less tan, get your braces off. Like, just all of the, uh, like, kind of grow into myself. My mom and I were, like, what is happening? Like, we were on cloud nine, you know? So, yeah. uh, uh, like a year after that, when I was 16, I, I signed my first modeling contract and it kind of just like took off from there. I had to graduate high school early, actually, because uh, yeah. work was super busy. My mom is an angel. She would drive me back and forth from upstate. We would drop everything. My school was super cool. they would under, They understood it. If I got like a big casting or I got, you know, magazines or shoots or jobs or anything. So we would just truck it down to New York all the time and just, you know, really put in the groundwork and yeah.
0: You moved to New York at quite a young age though, didn't you? At 17, was it?
1: Well, so I, um, like I said, I graduated high school early. I stayed in a model apartment, which is basically where you say that they put up some models and I was working a lot. So, so I was, you pay rent there, but they have like roommates and you know, people come in and out and I kind of was just there. So, basically i was 17 yeah yeah i was 17 um yeah. and then i got my first apartment my the legal age of 18 and then when i turned 18 my career because it's the illegally an adult really really took off from there but when i was 17 it did too but really like tremendously took off when i turned 18
0: when you moved from upstate to new york how was that for you like because it might it must have been a shock right i mean even though you're from New York, the state, New York City is a whole different ball game.
1: Oh, I'm from New York, the state, but you have to think of it like I'm from upstate, like farms and a lot of grass. <laughs> um, yeah, like you know, I grew up on. We had drive like past acres of farms to get to my house. So there's uh, acres, miles, maybe acres. No, oh, you know what I
0: mean. Anyway, yeah, mean. So really
1: when I came, you know, I've always felt like in school. there's this this thing for some reason in the States that you have to fit in and everything like that. And I never felt like I really fit in. I always had different friend groups and I just felt like, I'm like, this is not where I'm like, I'm not meant to be molded in a sense. So I, I felt like liberated when I came here. I was like, this is like, it like my, the universe and like my gut and everything Mm -hmm. was like, this is where I'm supposed to be. I just like took it full force. I had no friends here or anything. Um, I just took it full force and I just embraced it. I mean, being young like that in New York city is, if anybody can have the chance to do that is the most like, I I can't even explain it. Like it is the most magical thing ever because there's so much you can do and you can be anyone you want. So I just, it was, it was honestly like surreal moving here.
0: Yeah. It almost felt like you you belong there then. Is that how you felt then? Because that's how it seems.
1: Yeah. Honestly. Yeah. New York is like, I will, I've always said this. New York is like my heart. I love every other city. I'll move to another city maybe, but I will always have like a footstep in New York if I can have an apartment here or if I can have just like something in New York to kind of, well seeing, you know, with everything happening with the virus but um but i'm gonna stay i just i i'm a new yorker i'm close to home i'm close to like family uh but i will always have yeah new york has put a stamp on my heart so
0: yeah can we debunk one myth then about new york the people like i before i came to new york everybody used to tell me that people in new york are rude and mean and i didn't experience that like most people i encountered in new york were really nice Mm -hmm. i mean how was your experience of new yorkers initially
1: okay so Okay, so the, I I came up to this concept like years ago because I this is how I think. Think of like driving on a highway, right? And you don't wave mm-hmm. to everyone on the highway, or like you're just you're driving, or you're like on a side street, you're just driving. You, you, you might look at the person because like that's just a natural human thing to do, but you don't necessarily stop and say hi. So if you're like at a stoplight, you don't really you don't really talk to the people in the car next to you, right? Yes. So never. I kind I kind or like when you're like. Transfer like the subway, everything. So I kind of actually put it in that category. It's like you're on a highway, so you don't necessarily say anything. But New Yorkers are so nice. If you like, we really come together. And if you're you know, this a tourist or someone that's lost, someone comes up to me and like asks for questions. People are so willing and happy and able here to like help you. And some of the coolest, intelligent, like outrageously like spunky humans live here. And like I (laughs) live. something new yeah, every definitely. single day people people are really nice
0: actually yeah so there we have it i think that's a good uh, myth to like get rid of completely because it's so not true um at all but um so when you moved to new york and you were you know kick-starting the modeling thing um I- i'm assuming you didn't have anybody in the fashion industry from your family before right
1: oh no no no, so no it was no, like a whole all.
0: new thing it was a whole new thing How did you find the industry, like, early days? Like, you know, the castings and, you know, when you're going to see agents – sorry, casting directors and stuff, you know, um, at times, it can be a bit brutal. um, Or not. So what was your experience?
1: Uh, Oh, my gosh. So brutal. So I did fashion when I was younger and everything. Um, Really – did I take everything – yeah, I would take things very personally. Really brutal. I mean, jeez. I can't even – you know, it's interesting because I, um, you know, I just kind of put it on the back burner because it's part of the job. It's like, you're going to an audition Mm -hmm. or casting all the time. Some of them can be really brutal and they'd say some crazy things to your face, but it's not really like that anymore. Um, Mm -hmm. but I was younger. I mean, I'd go to these fashion week castings all over the place and I would have breakdowns and like, be like, what the hell's happening? Why am I doing this to myself? Uh, and I do fashion week and I just have like anxiety attacks. But besides that, all in all, like, I think it actually makes you a stronger person having all of that. But then at the end of the day, you have to come to the conclusion that it is a business. And if you're not meant for the job, it's okay. There's other jobs that are, you're meant for. So yeah, you can always find a positive in the negatives, I guess you can say. 100%.
0: It's
1: really crazy. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it is. It is. And you know, with the rejections that you mentioned at that age, how do you deal with it? You know, being told no, because Obviously, it becomes normal after a while, and you you understand, like you said, it's a business. But early on, dealing with rejections, and you said you took it personally, how would you overcome that sort of initial sadness that you'd feel?
1: I would, you know, I would, so usually, I don't really, how do I even deal with it? I kind of would talk to some other models and like call my agent, and and they would be like, it's okay, this is normal, this happens. And I kind of, you know, I cried a bit, not gonna lie, I definitely i cried a bit at one point i was like i had no money in my pocket living in new york by myself i called my mom bawling i'm like mom what is going on like i don't i have like i don't know like 50 dollars to my name and everything here costs 100 dollars a day what am i supposed to do <laughs> so like i i really just i i struggled for sure in the beginning to understand like the rejection and everything like that and it's kind of hard sometimes when you are judged on your appearance. I mean, yeah, I think anyone would understand that it's it's pretty hard when you get judged on your appearance. But like mm. I said, it kind of made me who I am today. So the rejection yes. I came I, I came like I when I was younger, I was just like, This is a part of the industry, it's part of the job. Mm. I kind of just brush it brush it away.
0: Yeah. I think this this is a classic example of what doesn't break you makes you stronger. Mm. I mean, that's how it sounds anyway. Mm-hmm. Like just yeah. keep pushing forwards with the fashion industry. You've obviously been in it now for many, many years from when you came and when, and from what it is today, what differences have you seen for the better or worse? Are there any key things that you've thought, wow, this is improved or yeah. that's gone, what would you say uh, is improved?
1: I would say in the past, since 2015, mm, it's 2015, 2000, you know, I took a little break because I got injured. i like, 2016-ish it really started becoming more inclusive which is so refreshing and nice like you can be a size four size six and work like a horse which is is in uh in europe that's like i don't even know like what size is that at 27 28 i'm not sure but it's like a size four size six is like that's when you can like i i was like i'm a size four now maybe but like more inclusive yeah. for sure, more ethnicities. Social media really took on a big part, I think. The yeah. more like, so I start going to things, right? And they would say, and this never used to happen. It was kind of like mind boggling to me. You write down your name, your agency, and then they write down your Instagram handle. I'm like, wow. And then they you sometimes write down how many followers you have. And then you mm-hmm. like, you know, you take your photos. So that's definitely changed. Just the social media has changed I think the whole entire industry also. Uh, but it, it has become more inclusive, especially now, which is incredible. It, yeah. it doesn't like it's it's changed so much because as before, when I was younger, I had to really kind of be put in, a, I guess, stay like a certain way. But now I can be like completely myself, which is awesome. So it's definitely gotten better.
0: I think that seems to be a, a common sentiment. Everybody, and many people that I've spoken to seem to think it has gotten better. And what you said there at the end is super important that you feel now you can be more of yourself. That I think yeah, is one I, of the so, key things.
1: I, I apologize for cutting you off. I, I, this just came to my head. Uh, also, we can have more of a word. We have a say, we have a voice, we have, you know, we're people just because you have a pretty face doesn't mean you're not intelligent and don't have like things that you care about and, things that you support and other projects that you have going on behind the scenes. You know, it's all smoke and mirrors sometimes. So we really have more of a voice, which is amazing. And people look at models. I feel now differently than they did, you know, back in the nineties or the early two thousands. I feel like they look at us differently. And I personally like to be able to relate to as many people as possible because I'm like the most normal chick you'll meet. And yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
0: So I think it's that too. I I agree. I think, you know, with, with models now as well, like, because they do tend to get more followers, Um, you know, usually in the hundreds of thousands or millions, it gives you guys more of a platform as well to um to, uh, put out social causes and social messages, you know, like even now with the voting, I mean, I think I s- most accounts were promoting that and, you know, any other social cause, I think that's a really good thing. And charity work as well. So there's so much you can do with your platform. So yeah, I think models are doing a lot of good in the world in general and other people of course, but especially models because yeah. of the following that they've got.
1: Yeah, it's really it's a it's a platform that you can use, you know, for better or for worse, which I always like to do better, but sometimes I stay reserved in certain things that I don't put a lot of personal life on there because you know, I don't want it's just my personal life. Uh I try to steer clear of politics because there's definitely especially happening in the states right now. I'm, you're probably hearing our election is it's crazy. It's, it's crazy over here, but I've definitely, uh, I definitely curate different things on my social media. And it's interesting when you have a lot of followers, I, I still don't grasp the Like I don't see myself as that with a lot of followers. I'm not sure people, other people do, but I, I sometimes don't see it like that. I just post whatever I want and I don't like, I don't really know how to explain it. I just kind of
0: post whatever I want. I think think that's a good thing, though, that, you know, that you use it in however you want. Like, you're not trying to be somebody. Like, I think people are really coy about things and they understand things a lot better. Like, we don't people that are constantly, you know, they've got PR people behind them who are posting for them or, you know, they're constantly posting ads and things. So it's refreshing. I went through your page and I saw that, you know, you just post whatever you want and it reflects your authenticity. Mm -hmm. Um, It definitely reveals itself. You You can see through that. I think anyway, yeah,
1: it's, you know, you can use it in many different ways. And I think people know how I am with my Instagram and I just kind of like to post funny things too. And like relatable and just be like, guys, this is what's happening. It's kind of hilarious, but <laughs> or serious. You know, like either or.
0: Yeah, that's good. I think it's a good thing. Um, authentic all the way. Um, you know, considering that you've been in the game for this long, um, You've obviously traveled all over the spot. Um, what's been one of the f- best places that you've worked and that you know you've had the opportunity to shoot in, like one of the countries or cities?
1: Yeah, I lived in London for like about three months. That was super cool. Going all over Europe was just interesting. You know, at such a young age, that was really interesting. But like a like a certain shoot you're asking, basically. Yeah. Wow. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, surreal experiences. Probably the coolest one, I would say, I mean, my favorite place to shoot, I know the sun's like, whatever, is St. Barts, because it's so beautiful, and I, I've sh- i shot there a lot on the beaches, and it's just like, how did I get so lucky? Also, the Bahamas, I love shooting there, too. Um, it's sometimes you look at your office, and you look around, you're like, is this real? Like, am I, this is my job? But I'm super thankful for all that, but I think one of the coolest experiences Probably was going to Paris on like the charter Victoria's Secret plane uh, with all of the girls and kind of just that and taking over the uh, oh my gosh I should know the name of this just I think that was probably the cool the coolest one of the coolest things in my career uh, but yeah. I've had so many different experiences that I can't even really name them um, when I first started like kind of becoming. I guess this name I, I don't like saying that but getting fan mail from people was really cool and I'm like wow like this is really um it's really I, I would get you know so much fan mail sent to my agency so I was really that also what was, was just like
0: were you getting? what were they sending what were
1: they- uh just like photos of me and they would send me letter I actually had piles of it somewhere in my apartment uh they would send me like letters and like covers of the magazines that I was into signing and like they would say like a return envelope and I would sign in and write like a little note or something. Um, I've just gotten some really cool things. This is before kind of social. And I get messages on Instagram too. Another cool thing probably was when I got told when I was on set for Pink for like my first time, like, oh, you're going to get the cover of this magazine when catalogs, you know, were big. And then they're like, you're going to get the billboard of Pink as well. And I was like, what? This has been my dream my whole entire life. So I think also, like racing my first cover, of Victoria's Secret was kind of a big deal.
0: <laughs> yeah, just a little bit. Yeah,
1: uh, yeah.
0: That that must have been so awesome being told that. I mean, how old were you when that happened?
1: Eighteen.
0: Eighteen. Uh,
1: eighteen. I think I was
0: 18, right? eighteen. Yeah, eighteen or nineteen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, the pinnacle. Any any girl let alone whether she's a model or not. It, you know, one of the dreams that most young girls have, or a lot of young girls have anyway, is to be a Victoria's Secret model, is to do the show. Um, and it's also like a social symbol. Like if, if you're going to compliment somebody, you'd, you'd be like, oh, you look like a V.S. model, you know, or something. It, it's that big a deal. It It is a big dream for, for a lot of girls, and it probably won't ever come true for most, sadly. And it came true for you. So let's talk about your yeah. Victoria's Secret journey. How did it come about? What was the first initial contact that you had from VS?
1: So um, I kind of like, my chose, you know, they, they saw me when I was about 17 and I think they kept their eye on me of like how I kind of went through um, my career. And I kept going back for castings and then Pink, I kept going back and then I'd do some shoots and then everyone on the, you know, people on side would be like, oh, you'd be great for Pink. And I'm like, well, that's my dream in this career is to do that. So I kept going back for castings and then it, they had me do uh, an in-house catalog for like, so you try on like, they have concepts for clothes. They get, they pull clothes from other stores and they kind of like, this is what we want to do and how to style it and all that. So that was like a whole entire shoot. And the person that was shooting it and the way we were shooting, the person that was shooting it is very uh, close ties with it, the main creative director of Pink. And he said like a really good word for me and just like, how much fun we had on set and like how it would be great for like the next pink girl. And, um, they met me a few times. I went back and I did like a test and then they booked me half day pink did. And, you know, I just really hit it off with the team and we just had like a great time and it kind of just like, it went from there. And then that creative director came to me one day and she's like, we want to make you the next pink girl. What are your feelings about that? And I was like, what? (laughs) <laughs> so that was, yeah, um, I really don't even have have words for it. At such a young age as well, you're like, this isn't even real. It's still talking about it now. It actually, I haven't like really talked about it. Uh, thinking back to <laughs> really, you know, so it, I have no words, as you can tell. Um,
0: yeah.
1: I, really, I have no words, actually.
0: What was your mum's reaction and your your parents and your brother? Your brother, yeah. What was your brother's reaction like?
1: Insane. They were, they were ecstatic. They didn't even know what to do. We were paralyzed. We were, like, crying, screaming, yelling. You know, then all of Rochester heard about it, and they were like, this is, like... This. So when I even want to go back to Rochester now, people, you know, they come up to me, and they say things, and we talk, and it was just a big deal all around. And then I got then I just started to blow up on the internet like being the next pink girl and people started recognizing me on the streets. And then I started getting photos taken of me on the streets and then people would come up, up to me. And it was just so crazy to like, that, that big of that, that platform can really just catapult you into this like different realm of person. And I still don't think of myself like that at at all, but um, yeah, it was just, I guess it was, yeah, it was crazy. It was really crazy.
0: How did you deal with that, by the way? You know, people, like all of a sudden people coming up for pictures and things like that. Like how was, how, how are you feeling? How are you dealing with it? What was your response? Oh,
1: I loved it. I loved it because I love talking to people and meeting new people. And like, it's really, it's, it's honestly the biggest compliment you can possibly get saying, like, we love seeing you do that. Like, it, I mean, it's so inspiring. Also meeting people that I inspire. So if I can reach out to so many people, inspire them to do different things and kind of just follow their dream. It, that's probably the biggest reward I got out of the whole entire mm. thing is like reaching out to others and having people come up to me and just say really beautiful things. Um, and I'd always take time to talk to everyone. I still always take time to talk to everyone. If they want photos, I take photos with them. And yeah, I mean, it's it's really cool.
0: Yeah, it's such a beautiful story that is as well, like your parents reaction and Rochester going crazy for you. That's That must have been, that's so awesome. Um, so, you know, when it came to the show, the show itself, did you have to do the usual castings for it like everybody else? Or how did that work for so,
1: you? I, the first year I tried out for it, I was not on contract. I was just shooting Pink. And I, so I went to the casting one year. Um, let me tell you, because I grew up watching the Victoria's Secret show. You know, I YouTubed everything before. And I was like, I can't believe I'm going into this casting. And my agent, mind you, my agent told me like two days in advance. That they're like, oh, actually, you're have the callbacks. You do. I didn't go to like the main casting. I went. They're like you, you're getting set to the callbacks. So, you know, I go into this, go into the room and all the big heads of Victoria's Secret are there. And like the creative director of Pink is there. And I'm just like this young girl. And I'm shaking in my heels. <laughs> to say the least. Shaking. And I'm like, get there I'm like, Hey, uh, wow. I can't believe I'm here right now. It was, so I didn't, I, I mean, that's okay. It was just an experience myself. I did not get the first show. I think it was cause I was a little, you know, like nervous probably at the casting. Um, but then after that, they wanted to sign a contract with me. So I did not have to go to the castings after that. When you're on contract, you actually automatically walk the show, which is super cool. So yeah, so 2015 I walked the show without the casting, so I went directly into fittings, and that was whew, wow, surreal. Um, originally, they were not going to give me. I kind of had wings. It was like a finish line. Like I was like a, supposed to be like a runner. Initially, they were just going to have me like hold a bag, and I've always just. I guess they're considered wings. People called mm-hmm. them wings. Um, yeah. Then they called me back and they added that, and that was crazy
0: yeah so well, I mean that's what everyone wants yeah. isn't it the wings I guess so
1: yeah I mean just walking in the show it's like enough yeah. to it's crazy to talk about it. I haven't actually talked about it. I don't really talk about it too often um
0: so you know you, you were cast for the show and you know you're doing the show what's the prepar- preparation of the show like how how does that work and the diet the famous Victoria's Secret diet how was all of that yeah
1: let me tell you, I can't diet to save my life. Um, <laughs> I don't have to say diet, I have to say a lifestyle beforehand. I love food so much. I really have a hard time dieting, but I put my head down. Um, <laughs> that's kind of crazy. I worked out like twice a day. I tried to eat as clean as possible. I cut out alcohol. Um really just stepped up my workout game you know i'm I'm, since i was shooting so much for vs i was always working out a lot i I still work out a lot it's more of like for my mental state too um Mm -hmm. but i was always really working out but i just really stepped up like my game before the show for sure but i'd be backstage and some of the girls be doing well like i was looking around you know getting ready backstage and some of the girls were doing planks before going up and i was like we do (laughs) planks right now what is this (laughs) girls are doing (laughs) Just the just the last bit, and I'm like, okay, yeah, uh, uh, I'll do a plank. <laughs> I'm like, okay, <laughs> so yeah, um, so I like really prepared for it. Got my facials, got my spray tan. Um, tried to sleep, but I had a hard time sleeping before that, as you can imagine why. Oh yeah, and yeah, I kind of just like here we go, and then it was show. Then it was rehearsal day, and I was like sitting in the room at the top supposedly like the most beautiful woman in the world but I think every woman's beautiful mind you um but this is what they say this is like the you know what they say about VS models yeah. but I'm telling you there's so many more women in the world that are gorgeous but sitting in that room with all of those massive models I actually looked up to when I was younger like walking the show with Adriana Lima and Alessandra Ambrosio. like when you're younger looking at them like Kenneth Swanepoel it's or like the hottie Prinzlow, you, you're like is this real like am i actually in the same room as them so
0: mm-hmm.
1: kind of looking at that as well um so rehearsals what was oh i did a thing with Gigi. that's what i did i was like i'm trying to think um so they had a camera on us all day we lit up like the empire state building pink um we kind of we we actually kind of did like a little docuseries on the bs show that my first show showing like It was both of our first shows, so we kind of did, like, a whole entire thing. And Mm -hmm. so they followed us to rehearsals. They followed us around kind of to fittings, to everything. And then it was show day. And in the backstage, they have all the wings and all of these outfits that they have outside of the dressing room. we get in the back, we get into our just – not so bulky pieces because as you can tell on the show, they would have some like massive, gorgeous art artwork that's like flowing behind these beautiful women. So they would be like outside. And then I, then I saw my wings and like my jacket out there with everyone else's. And I'm like, this is insane. I brought a little, um, disposable camera with me and I took some like BTS, of course on my phone as well. But like the disposable camera, I have those photos somewhere, somewhere. Like,
0: yeah.
1: Looking at my, looking at my i right now. I'm like Somewhere here I have them. Um, <laughs> Yeah, it's like, like crazy. And then I'll tell you the feeling before walking the show. Um you're in line. They, they they film it twice in case there's any mistakes or things that are missing. Uh I was screaming before I walked on stage, literally screaming. And I walked out screaming like of happiness. And then I was like, Selena Gomez is up there. We, like touched hands and like she was singing next to me i'm like this is crazy like this is so crazy but yeah so that was pro- oh that was also probably one of the peaks of my most surreal experience probably of my life was that for
0: sure yeah it just keeps getting better and better i mean you get you know you're getting your outfit you're seeing your outfit you know you're going to be walking and then the selena gomez performing whilst you're walking i mean <laughs> It's just—it's just incredible. I mean, your family must have been so so proud. I mean, and lighting up the Empire State Building, having a build-up show. I mean, all of that. I mean, that is just Um, surreal, isn't it?
1: It's super surreal. I feel so blessed, and my whole entire family was there in both shows. My whole entire family were—I was able to get tickets for them. Some other, unfortunately, some other girls couldn't get tickets for the whole entire family, but I was fortunate enough to get tickets for them and they I saw them in the audience and I saw them there and they were like yelling screaming like yeah Rachel and I looked over at them and I was like <laughs> I, was like, I, and they go like, I like, oh my god and they're like I think they might have gotten that but I like looked over <laughs> at, them, at my first walk and then I second walk I was a little more serious ish I mean my first walk I was like pink you can be like crazy if you want you can skip down the runway in pink um but like I looked over at them my arms wide and I was like oh my god and then I'm, you see my mom like crying, and my brother like yeah, and my dad is just like, "Holy shit!" Sorry, I don't mind my language, but we exactly. do that. Like, oh my god! And yeah, so seeing my family in the audience, audience as well, was super cool. And you know, it was so cute. Now, thank you for triggering this little memory. It's really a happy memory. Um, in Rochester for viewing day, because when the show comes came out, I went to the viewing party with all the girls and actually upstate they had like a whole they made a they like went they rented out like a bar and a bunch of people from rochester watched the show and they made like a whole entire backdrop for me with like my picture on it and people took photos in front of it and i got kept getting sent photos of that and it was just like it was so crazy
0: insane that is insane i'm actually getting goosebumps for you i'm not even joking like that is just amazing isn't it it's just it's it's something that most people dream of you know obviously men don't dream of being a Victoria's secret model but they dream of that kind of adulation you know still and you know to have actually gone through that that is that is truly special i mean wow yeah. and you know the, the funny thing is is that you didn't just do that once you did it twice right
1: mm-hmm. yeah i did and i was supposed to do it a third time but we can get into that um but i did it twice and i flew to uh paris on that charter plane same surreal experience. The backstage is a bit larger. We rented out, they rented out like the, oh my gosh, what is the main thing in, in Paris that Oh my the gosh, Eiffel Tower, right? Know. Eiffel Tower? No, no, no. Um, no. Crap. Anyways, it was like that huge dome with the glass on the top. It's the middle of Paris, basically. I, I'm not sure. Anyways, <laughs> I feel horrible doing that. There was, um, yeah, I, I have to look it up. Um, I, yeah, I'm jogging my memory now of everything.
0: Yeah.
1: My head is in other places also in America right now. We have the election going on and everything. <laughs> and we have the virus.
0: We're all hooked.
1: Um, but we, we, so we did a massive show there that was also surreal. My family actually flew to Paris for so three of them. So, oh, they did? But that was a different... Yeah, they did fly to Paris. So they had a, a cool trip out of it. So all of us girls, we were put up in um, a hotel there. It, the security was a lot more tight in Paris because I mean, all the girls live in New York, so they would just come from their apartments. But we all stayed up in a hotel there. And yeah, that was that was a whole entire different experience than New York. Um, that woman was also surreal. I crazy. What? Who was the, who Oh, Lady Gaga. Oh my gosh, Lady Gaga came up to me bathroom no i walked up to bruno mars who is also amazing and my that's my mom's favorite artist and she oh. was just like yeah like yelling and everything it was like i actually just got the goosebumps not thinking of that um but backstage lady gaga came around she was singing her i think it was i'm off the deep end or watching oh, or one of her big songs i have to look at it back and she came up to me and i was singing with her and she like we took a photo together and and it was really sweet who else and the weekend was also there too he, i both yeah. shows the weekend was there that i watched um at the very end of the show she had macaroons and flowers for all of us girls exiting the show it was Aww. so cute and nice and just like she's also like a very humble amazing person um but yeah that was that was a really cool experience as
0: well i mean that just adds doesn't it that just adds i mean <laughs> You know, you've got Lady Gaga chilling with you, taking pictures, offering you macaroons at the end, walking out to Bruno oh. Mars. Uh, the weekends there, just singing in two shows. I mean, just living the dream, isn't it?
1: It was pretty. It was pretty surreal. But then, you know, shit hit the fan a little bit in my life. So not everything yeah. is not everything is dandy and sweet as we can
0: say. Yeah, definitely, And we're definitely going to come on to that. Uh, just a bit on the yeah. Victoria's Secret show. You know, when you before you walk out. How are you nervous and how are you dealing with those potential nerves? You know, because it's, it's huge, right? I mean, you want to get this right. You know, you don't want to yeah. trip up um, or anything.
1: So before I walked out, do I get nervous? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <I'm> like, <laughs> fall, Rachel. Don't fall. Don't fall. Don't fall. I mean, you ever had that, like, I feel like everyone's had, like, if you're like speaking in front of people or you have like a big interview or you have something like if you're going up for a job, think of the most like nerve wracking thing that you've done in your life. That's kind of what it felt like, but also the jitters and excitement and the butterflies and just like out of body experience. And there's a lot of adrenaline behind it. Like I had so much adrenaline. I was I was shaking. Yeah. And everyone, and there's a so of- as well that it's like you feed off of everyone's energy. All the girls are super sweet and nice. Like, Cheering you on, and yeah, when you're about to go on stage, like yeah, go get it, and all that. So
0: yeah, so the backstage yeah. vibes quite good. Is everyone like just g'ing everyone up? I'd imagine none of that catty stuff that they try and show in movies. It's all love, isn't it?
1: Oh, there's no cattiness at all. I mean, not that I, I don't, I'm not like that at all. So me, if there was, I was not a part of it. um
0: Yeah,
1: I don't do well with that.
0: But that's super cool that everyone's supportive of each other
1: so anyone that comes around me they know i'm not like that so no there was nothing really nothing that i saw i guess
0: yeah that's really good though i think that's really cool that everyone's supportive of each other i mean that's how it should always be um so it just sounds like a really cool experience and a cool family and you spoke of adrenaline Mm -hmm. there pre-show so obviously all the adrenaline after the show you probably couldn't even sleep how did you celebrate what did you do like after each show
1: Oh, we went out and we party. What are you talking about? <laughs> you know, they have the after party, and that's like all of us are looking forward to because we know we've been super disciplined and just like we like. It's like you're like I guess you're fine. The final game of Super Bowl or something, but I guess for us and you worked your butt off so hard to get to this point, and then you get dressed up for the after party, you get your photos taken, and then you walk to the after party, and there's everyone there, there's music playing, there's champagne flowing, so. We celebrated pretty hard after that. Um, Then I was, you know, like maybe it took me like two days to kind of come down. And then let me tell you, I slept like a log (laughs) after (laughs) that. Actually, I think I had to come back to New York and I had to go right to a Nope. Nope. After Paris, I flew to Miami for a couple of days and chilled in Miami for a few days kind of like as a chill out celebration after Paris fashion show. And then I had to fly Shooting Miami. Well, then I flew back to New York and I had a shoot gun, but that's definitely, I like winded down there. Yeah. 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 Interesting.
0: That is super cool. Um, I'd imagine, obviously, because it's such a big deal, it changed your life. How did it change your life? The, the whole Victoria's Secret oh, okay. association. It,
1: for sure changed my life. it changed it in like a very amazing way that I can actually help others through What I've done in my career. Um, It's definitely helped me with work and different social things and meeting interesting people and just being exposed to so many different experiences and so fortunate to have all of these experiences that I can't even explain that I was a part of and am still a part of because of it. So yeah, I mean, it really just, it it definitely changed my life. I can't explain how Um, it's wholly changed. Yeah. It just completely changed my life.
0: Yeah. It just took everything to another level. And that brings us to the end of episode 12 and the end of part one of my conversation with Rachel. Wow. What a story, what a great set of achievements right there and really it couldn't have happened to a better person. Um, Rachel is somebody that as you've all probably gathered by now is someone who's very grounded, very humble, very down to earth and that in itself deserves great credit. The reason I say that is because success and fame and all this adulation can really get to you it can get to the best of us and it can play tricks on our mind and we can sometimes get lost in the stars Rachel did not have any issues with that she's kept her head straight kept her feet firmly on the ground and you have to respect that you have to admire that and that is why I think this really couldn't have happened to a better person so she deserved all the success she had she deserved all the credit she got and to this day she's still a top model. So yeah, she deserves it all uh, and much more. But in every fairy tale, there's a twist and Rachel's story is no different. So in episode 13 and part two of my conversation with Rachel, you're going to hear about what happened next. What twist did fate have in store for Rachel? What was it? that brought Rachel's world crashing straight down. It's a story that you all want to hear. It's a story that you all need to hear. And it's just an incredible story of grit, determination, despite an incredible amount of bad luck is what I'd call it. So to hear more about that story, going to have to tune in to episode 13 and Rachel will tell you all about it but be prepared be very prepared because it's quite some story so yeah but um anyway on that note I will end this here and until next time au revoir ciao goodbye